Welcome back to the James Dignan 18 podcast, episode number 53. It is May 10th, 2021. Happy Monday. I hope you had a great Mother's Day weekend. And now let's jump right in because I have a lot on my heart and my mind today. I've done a lot of self-reflection lately, and I feel like there's a lot of growth and a lot of progress that, that's happening, but it's not exactly showing, at least in the short term. I had one of the more difficult and troubling weeks, I guess you could say, last week. I'm feeling much better now, and I had a great weekend myself, but last week was rough because I was doing a lot of thinking, I wasn't acting too much, and, you know, it's funny. Usually, the stuff I create content about is what I'm going through. And I made a video last week saying, I know the biggest difference between me and where I want to be is taking action. I spend too much time planning because I want things to go a certain way. I don't take my own advice of progress over perfection. And that's something that I'm really trying to apply, and that's kind of what got out got me out of my slump, where... I wasn't making myself feel like it needed to be perfect. Every time I would fall, my recovery time would get a little bit quicker, and I'd pick myself back up and you know, be able to push myself to keep going. It's just that I kept falling so many times last week, and it does get discouraging, and you know, it's a difficult process, but the progress is worth it because eventually I'm going to get to where I need to be. I'm continuously going to be where I need to be if I'm making progress every single day. Even if it's the 1% every single day, you know, that's become a very popular thing, you know, getting 1% better instead of trying to take so many steps at once. And that's a concept I kind of learned on my own before I started reading it in books like Atomic Habits. Great book, by the way, almost done reading it. But I kind of learned that when I ran approximately 15 miles uh, around 14, between 13 and 15 miles, uh, two summers ago, sophomore into junior year, I believe, or junior into senior. I think my, I don't know. I think my junior year into my senior year, in 90 degrees with no preparation, I ran 13 to 15 miles in like three hours. Uh, now, I don't run long distance. I think the, the longest I ran before that was like three miles or like something like that, like I did, I don't run, but I did that to challenge myself, and the only way I was able to complete it is focusing on the next step, you know, at first it was, all right, I could focus on this mile, and then that became, I can focus on this lap, and then that became, I could focus on literally the next step in front of me, anything more than that is overwhelming, so I've been trying to apply that to my life currently, and it helps a lot, when you stop putting pressure on yourself, like, this is what I need to get done this month or this week, even this day. Like, What do I need to get done right this second? What is the current thing I need to be working on that's going to put me in position to be in a better place an hour from now, a few hours from now, tomorrow? You know, just focusing on what's right in front of you because – if, if you think about it like a staircase, and this is the analogy that's often used, if you have to go up 10 steps, looking at the eighth step when you have eight, you, you know, you're on the, the bottom step, 
looking at the eight step is not going to do anything for you. You could stare at it all day. You could come up with the best plan possible. Nobody's getting up those seven steps in, in, in one go. Just focus on the step in front of you. It's a lot easier. It's more manageable. And you're going to get to the top faster. So that that's more the mindset that I've been taking lately. And the reason why the last week is so difficult is because not, not just because I was thinking so much. It was what I was thinking about. And without going into too much detail, because I've mentioned this before, I don't really like talking about people in my personal life if they're not present, which, by the way, I'm going to start having like my personal uh, podcast recording be on Mondays on this account. And on Fridays, I'm going to be uploading episode w- episodes with friends so we could talk a little bit about either our friendship or things we're going through and just, you know, the conversations that we have It'll just be a recording of it, and even if people aren't that interested in it, it'll be great for for us to have that in the future. You know, it'd be a cool thing to have, but I do think people can get value from it because a lot of the time I notice that I am at my best in terms of what the way I'm able to articulate my thoughts in conversation compared to when I just sit down like this, although I am getting better like this, you know. Try not to uh, hurt my arm too much, pat myself on the back like that. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so what I was thinking about was stuff that I've been through, mainly in high school, like 16, 17, 18, some before that, not really 18, but mainly when I was 16, 17 years old. Uh, I'm currently 18, going on 19. And I was a completely different person at that time. My decision-making was different. The people I hung around with, completely different you know I I'm unrecognizable compared to where I am now in every single aspect of my life and mainly what I was spending time going over are things that were too painful to process in the present and now that it's in the past it feels weird because it was never processed so it feels like since it's a new realization, the emotions feel new, even though it's an old experience. And I'm not sure if too many people can relate to that, but if you can, you know, I, I would love to talk to you about it and some of your experiences if you're open to it. But either way, it feels new, even though it already happened. So it felt different because then people were able to tell, people around me, family and friends could tell I was off. You know, I, I wasn't in the best mood. I was more easily agitated because, you know, I, I was experiencing all these new negative emotions from stuff I'm processing from the past. And they're like, all right, what's wrong? And I'm like, nothing happened, though. Like, nothing is currently happening. And it feels weird to talk about the past because I can't change it. But it's also important to process because the past shapes us, shapes, you know, who we currently are, the same way our present shapes our future. So if I never learn the lessons from my past and take the time to reflect on my past experiences, I'm more likely likely to repeat them, which will affect my present and my future. So it doesn't make sense to talk about it as much, but just for me to think about so I can learn from it is what I was mainly doing. And I've always kind of been someone that people open up to, you know, like people will tell me like, Oh, I, I don't usually tell people this or like, 
I've never told someone this. This is, you know, only my best friend knows this or nobody knows this. But I feel comfortable telling you or I trust you or because I listen, you know, and I care. And at least at the time, you know, with whoever I was talking to, I often make people feel like I care. Even if, you know, my intentions are not or were not completely pure, you know, all the time with some of those conversations, like, I, I did care. I showed interest. I was paying attention. You know, I'd be engaged in the conversation. And, you know, at, at my age, that's actually pretty uncommon. You know, people my age, you know, and there are definitely people older and whatever that do it too, but the the whole concept of not listening but waiting for my turn to talk, that, that happens all the time. And when I started to realize how important it is for other people to listen to me when I talk, I started to get a lot more mindful about my listening skills when I'm having a conversation. You know, I make sure I'm tuning in. Even if, you know, I have ADHD, I get a little distracted, I get antsy, I'll look around the room, like, I make sure, I'm making sure I'm, like, consciously paying attention to what's being said, even if I'm not looking at the person, eye contact makes me uncomfortable working on it, but... Like, I'm paying attention to what's being said, and then I'll often repeat something, especially if I interrupt. I, I did it today where someone was talking, and I interrupted quickly because I knew I was going to forget what I was going to say or it was relevant to what was being talked about. And then as soon as I'm done saying what I had to say, I'll, like, repeat the last thing that they were saying, you know, so, I, I, so that they know I'm listening, you know. So anyway, I did that a lot in the past, and it caused me to have a lot of deep conversations with people and for people you know to connect on a pretty deep level quickly with a lot of different people and when those people would be very temporary in my life it's heavy to just like you know have someone like open up to you that way and then you know within a week two weeks a month they're not even in your life anymore you know you know some of like the most private stuff about that person they openly gave that information to you and you don't even know what they got going on now. You know, it's it's a weird feeling. And to know the, the potential impact of the decisions that I made in the past and just then, you know, I, I try and focus on the quality of the questions that I ask myself. Because it's a waste of time if I go, well, why did I do that? And, you know, there's not, like, actual analysis, you know, it, yes, that's a, a good general question of asking yourself why you did something. But for me, I like to, since I, I'll know the situation, I want to know the details. What was I feeling in that moment? Were my emotions driving my decision making? You know, how do I feel about it now? What would I have done differently? Because that's how I'm able to learn. You know, if in, in a situation, and damn. I noticed I am, I say you know very often when I'm recording. I don't really say it over text, but I, I, I'm paying attention to me saying I'm, I'm trying to work on that as well. I also notice I'm saying anyway a good amount in this episode. And I'll get back to on topic. It's always like this, but I've, done, I've gotten a lot freer the way that I record. I remember it used to be like 20 takes for the intro only a couple weeks ago and I would upload bi-weekly. I uploaded last Monday, I believe. Maybe I missed it. I don't know. I think I missed it, but I did Friday and I'm doing today because 
I'm not putting so much pressure on myself for it to be perfect. And I'm letting myself go off on a tangent. And I'm like, if it's so much freer, you know, just put it out, be free, like be naturally be me. If, if people want to tune out, that's okay. You know, I'll, I'll work on my content. I'll work on being more entertaining and, you know, trying to bring more value to people. But I, I want to document the process because this really, this recording, if you're listening to it and it's anywhere near the date that it's released, that's awesome. But this is mainly to be able to show in the future, I was not always good at recording. I once sounded the way I sound right now. And I used to think that that was good because I currently do think this is pretty good compared to at least what it used to be. But the only way I can keep making that progress is if I continue to record, even when I know I'm not an elite recording, like, podcaster, I guess. So, back back to my topic where, all right, let's backtrack. I was talking about stuff in the past, um, examples, getting personal with people. Yeah, so when I would get personal with people and then and then I would ask myself questions and, and try and figure out why I was doing what I was doing but get get the details so I, I can really learn from it and I, I realized a lot of the time I was acting out of insecurity and I feel like most teenagers do most teenagers are very insecure and I know that everyone thinks that their pain is amplified because it's their pain they understand it and every generation thinks that either they're better or they had it worse or harder or whatever. But I, I strongly believe that social media has made it a lot more difficult to face your insecurities, to not be insecure. Because in the past, yeah, it was in magazines and, and newspaper and even on TV, but now it's 24-7 in your face. You want to watch a YouTube video, you need to see a model first. You want to see uh, a movie, there's a million, tra yeah, I, I, you know, it's 24-7 you're seeing an example of perfection. And then you look in the mirror and it's not, it's, it's not filtered. So you, you start to think something's wrong with yourself. And I didn't know how to cope with my negative feelings about myself so I would I had traits of narcissism even though I was uh, a kind loving caring person I as like a protective mechanism I would be narcissistic I would have some some actions that a person who's narcissistic you know would do uh, that wasn't worked correctly but you know, you get what I'm saying. Oh, God. If you are listening, like, what? Why? <laughs> nah, for real, if you are, I appreciate it. But, yeah, so I, I would act, I would act out because I was insecure. You know, I, I didn't, I would be very judgmental on how I looked. I would, I, I didn't record for a long time because I didn't like my voice. I used to hate hearing my voice on videos. And that was one of my biggest fears when I started the podcast and I released it. I, would, I hated my voice. And I've gotten so many compliments about my voice now. Uh, some nice to know this. Some are pretty basic of, oh, you have a great voice. Some are, you know, all right, Batman just walked in the room because I have a pretty 
I have a pretty deep voice naturally. Um, and I actually take that compliment. Batman's dope superhero. But I would let these things dictate my actions. You know, I let my insecurities dictate my actions and my insecurities and my emotions. I, I did not realize that you can feel a certain way and not act in alignment with it. Like, if you're angry, you do not have to act out with anger. I had no, no way of deciphering what is an emotion that I should act on and what's an emotion that I need to just observe as if I'm third person and then find a way to cope with it. I did not have coping skills, and I would just act in alignment with my emotions consistently. And as you can imagine, that didn't go too well, especially for someone who has very inconsistent emotions and who, who's a bit of an emotional roller coaster, very up and down, you know, throughout hours, throughout days. And, you know, wow, uh, we're going to do a you know counter eventually. But I, I just, I would let that control me. And that would cause me to hurt people, you know, emotionally. No, not really physically. I, I did punch a kid, but uh, I got suspended, whatever. But mainly, I did not act out emotionally. Uh, like, I did not let my emotions cause me to get physical with people. It was limited, and it hasn't been, it hasn't happened in well over a year. That that used to be a much bigger issue. I would say first half of high school and mainly middle school, where I would get physical with people consistently. Now, I'm pretty good. Uh, I don't really get into arguments. I'll have verbal altercations with people on occasion. Mainly, I'm good now, though. You know, I'll be able to check myself, and even if I do say something that's a little over the line, I will apologize, and I will catch myself. Usually I'll catch myself in the moment. If I don't, I'll cool off and apologize. And I won't just apologize and say, oh, my bad. I'll actually reflect on everything, like I said, having quality questions and figuring out what led to this, how I can avoid it in the future, and you know, proactively trying to avoid it happening again instead of just you know, saying sorry and expecting it to be different next time. So, yeah, that's a lot of what I was thinking about. And I, I've I've been through a good amount. And the people around me, uh, the people I used to be around, some of, like, friends and family I still have, like, they've been through a lot. And I don't like to make other people's pain my pain. And to, uh, I used to be that way, rap. I, like, wanted to play the sympathy card all the time. And I always wanted to, like, make it, as if my life is harder than it is, and, you know, I'm I'm really doing a good job, I think, of getting out of that, and part of it is, like, owning up to it, because if I never own up to it, it's not real, you know, like, once I have it out there, I'm not hiding from it anymore, and that has helped me more than anything. Whenever I'm ashamed of something, or I'm struggling with something, putting it out there is so much better than hiding it because your brain can run wild with things that people will say, 
do think it's just terrible to do that to yourself. And most of the time, your fears of what people are going to say, do, whatever, is nowhere near what actually happens. And even if it does happen, at least you don't have to worry about it anymore. You don't have to have the anxiety and, and, and the stress of, is this going to happen? You just have to deal with it happening. You can't cope with something that might be happening. You know, like, there, there is no way to deal with something you think someone might be thinking. The, you know, the, the only way you, you can really deal with it is by being honest with yourself about it and being honest with others. And that honesty, especially self-honesty, is so important. I talk about it all the time. And I've gone in like 10 different directions and I feel good about it because this is all the stuff that was on my mind. This is my podcast. It's supposed to be essentially me recording an audio journal. And for the people that want to listen, you know, I appreciate it. That's all I got for today. I do think that the podcast can be improved a lot. If you have suggestions, let me know. But the main way I believe that the podcast can be improved is slightly more structured. Not a lot, because I, I do want to speak from my heart, from my mind, not, um, you know, not just reading off a script because, you know, the, the whole point is to create an emotional connection. So I, I think that would help a little bit. Getting a little better with the editing, you know, trying to spice things up a little. Uh, having friends on should be fun. And then, you know, just it, it'll take time. It'll take experience and, and trying out new things. But I, I feel like I'm gaining confidence. I'm definitely gaining confidence in my ability as a content creator. And that's mainly because I'm not judging myself. I'm allowing me to be me. And, you know, when I, when I <laughs> literally in a sentence where I'm describing how I'm owning up to saying, you know, often, I started off the sentence by saying, you know, and me stopping to point that out is why I'm able to record consistently now, because I'm not hiding from my flaws, from my, from stuff I'm insecure about, open and honest, it creates freedom Freedom is something I value. Happens from quality questions. Full circle. Lion King. Dope podcast. This is why people listen. Good God. All right, well. There's another uh, fill in the blank on what you think episode of the James Dignity podcast. If you did listen to the full episode, I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you. And I will be back on the next one.